This Torah class is brought to you by TorahAnytime.com. Okay, good evening everyone. Shem Aleichem, Bruchem Avam. Hope everybody had an easy fast. We're continuing in Masechta Yevamais, Daf Pegimel Amad Beis. The Gemara has a Shaila. Yiboyelahu. Ba'androgenes Mali, Amar Shmua. The Gemara brought two statements in the middle of Pegimel Amad Aleph. One statement was the Academy of Rav. They said in the house of Rav, in the name of Rav, the halacha is like Rabbi Yossi, by Androgynous and by grafting. And Shmuel says the halacha is like Rabbi Yossi, by labor and by ossering grain and wine, and a vine. But we don't know what Shmuel said regarding Androgynous. So Iboilahu, they had a question, but Androgynous Mali, Amar Shmuel. What does Shmuel say about Androgynous? Tashma. The Amar Shmuel Ravanan, Shmuel said to Ravanan, Lesa Lebraisa Mekamemasnisin. Shmuel said to Ravanan that the Braisa where Rabbi Yossi was unsure as to the status of Androgynous does not stand to the Mishnah where he said that Androgynous is a Zachar. Harkava Mali Amashmuel. What does Shmuel say about grafting? Tashma coming here. The Amar Le Shmuel Ravanan. Shmuel says to Ravanan, Tani Keman the Amar. That Shmuel said to Ravanan, teach that when it comes to grafting, you have to do it 33 days before. Namely, Rabbi Huda says it's three days before 30. Rabbi Yossi, Rabbi Shimon say two weeks. So clearly when it comes to grafting, Shmuel did not hold of Rabbi Yossi. The Gemara continues, what did Rav say regarding the halacha of labor in terms of, we mentioned that when a woman um, bleeds during her days of ziva because of labor, that's not considered ziva blood. And there's a machlik is regarding what is, um, what is, how long could a woman assume that she's in labor? Last night, Michael Cohen asked, why does Rav Meir say 40 or 50 days? That was the end of last night's year. So I looked it up in the Gemara Anida on Lamed Zayin, Amad Beis. The Gemara says that 40 for a healthy person and 50, the blood, a woman could be in labor for an unhealthy person. Okay. In any event, what does Rav say regarding labor? Teiku. Now, this teiku is very problematic to me. Because I always learned there are two interpretations of teku. One is the matter should stand, and the other is Eliyoha Novi will answer the question. I think this Gemara is very conclusive about what the meaning of teku is. Because here we don't have a question, what's the halacha? We have a question, what did Rav say? So what, Eliyoha, no, we need, Eliyohu is going to tell us what Rav said? Rav, <laughs> Rav will tell us what Rav says. I mean, I guess before Tchiyas HaMesim, I mean, usually Eliyahu is needed to tell me what the halach is, what the psak is. Here it's a matter of reality. What did the man say? So Eliyahu is going to tell me what he said? How would Eliyahu know what he said? Normally Eliyahu knows what the halach is because Eliyahu is Pinchas and he has uh, Smicha from Achia Hashiloini. But how would Eliyahu know what Rav said? Eliyahu wasn't there. Somebody told him, Ruach HaKodesh? We don't follow Ruach HaKodesh in Halacha. The, the greatness of Eliyahu 
is that he was a person who had smicha and has smicha and is alone. Okay, I don't know. To me, the teku here seems to indicate teku just means that the matter will stand. Teku, the question will remain. Okay, kiddush mali amarav. What did Rav say about vines, asring grain? Amarav Yosef Tashmad, Amarav Hun Amarav in Halach Rav Because we learned in Abraisa, Rav um come in here, Rav Huna said the name of Rav, the Halacha is not like Rav Yosef when it comes to Kiddush, Asering, uh, a vine branch, Asering grain. Says the Gemara, Amar Le Abaye, Abaye said, why are you relying on this report of Rav Huna, what Rav said? Rely on a different report of what Rav said. Rav Ada said in the name of Rav, the halacha is like Rav Yossi. So why are we relying on what Rav Huna said in the name of Rav? Why not that the halacha is not like Rav Yossi? Rely on what Rav Ada said in the name of Rav, the halacha is like Rav Yossi. Says Gemara, Amri Rav. They said in the Academy of Rav, Manu, excuse me, Amri, they said, Be Rav Manu, who is this Academy of Rav? We wanted to know, the Gemara started off by saying that in the Academy of Rav, they said in the name of Rav, the halach is like Rabbi Yossi by Androgynous and by Harkava. We don't know what the Academy of Rav holds regarding Koishi. So the Academy of Rav says the Gemara is Rav Huna. That's why Rav Huna's statement carries much more weight. He is the Academy of Rav. If you want to know what the Academy of Rav holds, and Rav Huna is the Academy of Rav, so we're going to go by Rav Huna's statement, not by someone else's statement. Because it didn't say Rav said it, it said the Academy of Rav. The Academy of Rav is Rav Huna. So we'll follow Rav Huna's version of Rav, obviously, in determining what the Academy of Rav holds. Amri um, be Rav Manu. Who's the Academy of Rav? Rav Huna. Rav Huna. Amar in Halacha. Rav Huna says Halacha is not like Rav when it comes to gra- uh, the vine asering grain. Rav Yehuda Amar Tumtum. Okay, we're going back to the Mishnah now, and the Mishnah said that a Tumtum who's uh, membrane covering his genitals was ripped open and he turned out to be a male, he cannot do chalitza because he's like a sris. Says the Gemara, Amravami, my overlay, Rav Yehuda, Tumtum de Biri. What's Rav Yehuda going to do with the famous case of Tumtum of Biri? There was a Tumtum in an area called Biri. The Osve Abe Korsi, they put him on the surgical chair. The Ikra, they tore open the membrane, Vailed Sheva at seven boys. So, what's Rabbi Huda going to do with that story? Rabbi Huda said, you, if you rip open the, uh, the tumtum, he can't do chalitza because he's a sris. Yeah, but what about the famous story reported in that famous Jewish magazine about the guy who had a thing uh, ripped open, he had seven boys. The answer is, Rabbi Huda says, it's a complete lie, like every other story you read. Rabbi Yehuda Amalei, Chazar Me'enheim, go check out where his kids come from. The wife was Mazana, don't tell me stories. I don't believe these things. This is my main principle, I don't believe any stories. I don't care who says it, where it says it. Not, not they might not be true, they're vaday not true. They're not true. 
That's what Rehuda would say. I, but the Gemara is asking, everybody said the story, and the doctor said, and he said, and she said, and it's written, and it's, and everyone's talking about it. That's exactly, it's loy haya v'loy nivra. Not that it might not be true, all said, not one of the kids is not his, none of the kids are his, the story is completely fabricated, it's not a question at all. Uh, anyway, this is a major subject in my house, our story is true. Um, and I, I subscribe that they're not. Anyway, we continue. Tanya, Rabbi Yosef, Rabbi Tumtum lo yachleitz. We learned in a brayso. Rabbi Yosef, Rabbi says a tumtum can't do chalitza. Why? Shema yikra, because you might rip him open. Venim tzusris will turn out to be a tzris chama. So then now the Gemara asks, really? That's why the reason he can't do chalitza because he might be a tzris. What about the fact he might might even be a female, and he certainly can't do chalitza? Why? Why do you have to hinge it on the fact? Oh, he might, even if he's a male, he might be a Swiss. Well, if he's a female, certainly not. Says Gemara. Every every person you rip open, he's a male. Hachi Kamar Shema Yikra. You might rip him open. So the answer is, you're right, that's all part of it. In other words, maybe he'll be a female, and even if he's a male, maybe he'll be a stress. Now, this version of Rabbi, Rabbi Yosef, Rabbi Huda, is different than what Rabbi Huda said. Rabbi Huda said, that, he's a tumtum shenatu chalitza, why? Because he's like a Sris. And Rabbi Yosef Barihudo says, he shouldn't do Chalitza, maybe he'll be a Sris. So the Gemara wants to know, what is the practical difference between Rabbi Huda and his son Rabbi Yosef Rabbi Huda? What's the difference, Rashi says, between Rabbi Yosef Rabbi Huda and his father? To disqualify in the place of brothers. Let's say there are brothers who are healthy, and the tumtum does chalitza. So according to Yehuda, who says he's like a sris, and we treat him like a vaday sris, so the chalitza is meaningless, and the other brothers could do yibam because nothing was done to the woman, the act of chalitza was meaningless. But according to Rabbi Yossi, it's only, maybe he's a sris, so, but you have to be choyshesh, maybe the chalitza was good, and therefore the other brothers can't do yibam. Or, let's say there are no other brothers, he's the only one. So according to Rabbi Huda, he still should not do chalitza, because he has the vaday status of a sris. And according to Rabbi, according to Rabbi Yossi Bar Yehuda, he should do it misafek, because on the chance that he's a full-fledged male, she's zakuk to him, so before she goes out, l'shuk, and she marries someone else, he should dissolve the zika with chalitza. Amar Rav Shmuel bar Yehuda, Amar Rav Abba, Achuad Rav Yehuda bar Zavdi, Amar Rav Yehuda, Amar Rav. Rav Shmuel bar Yehuda, said the name Rav Abba, 
the brother of Yehuda Bar Zavdi, who sent the name of Rabbi Yehuda, who sent the name of Rav, androgynous chayven love skill mishteim mekoymais. Someone who lives with an androgynous, you'd be chayv misa if you live with him. The way one would live with a male, that's from the back, from the anus, or from the front, since this guy is a androgynous. That's the uh, shita of Rav. Now we had a discussion about this, and we said this is machloikis between Rabbi Laz and the Tanakanma. That the Tanakama says you're chayiv in two places, and Rav Lezer says only one. So frak the Gemara, the Gemara is a kasha mase. Rav Lezer Amar, Rav Lezer says androgynous chayiv and love skila kibazachar, and androgynous yechayiv skila like a male. If you live from with the male from behind, b'medram b'bazachar shay. That's in his. Male orifice from behind of Menachem Shalei Pater. So here, Rabbi Lazar is disputing the notion that you're chayiv from both places. Says the Gemara, "Who ki hai Tana?" He holds like the following Tana. The Tanya of Simayoimer and Drogenus Chayel of Skil Mishnei Mekoymos that. In other words, Rav Shmua, Bar Yehuda, Amar Rav Abba, Achua, Rav Yehuda, Bar Zavdi, Amar Rav Yehuda, Amar Rav, and Jorgen Zechem Schila, Mishnei Mekoymus, he's going like Rav Simoy. My time of the Rav Simoy. What's the reason Rav Simoy? Why would somebody be chayyav for living with an androgynous from both places? Amar Rava Bar Hamduri, Rava Bar, Amar Rava, Rava said, Bar Hamduri, Azberli, Bar Hamduri explained to me, it says, V'yaz Zachar, and the male, Laisishkav Mishkavei Isha. Don't lay the layings of a woman. So it's saying, V'yes Zachar. Don't lay with this Zachar, Mishkeveisha. Ezeu Zachar, Yishvay How would a male have two ways to live with? Havayamr, Zandroigenes. So it's saying that you can't, that this is the, the source that Yerchayev both uh, the, from the back and the front. And what, what would the Rabbanon hold? But who are the Rabbanon? Rabbi Lazar. Rabbanon, the Pasuk is saying like this, even though this person has two Mishkavos, es zachar, ksiv, only if you live with them in their male orifice, namely from behind. So according to Rabbi Lazar, the es zachar is referring to the Male orifice. So now the Gemara asks, "V'rabanan zachar greidam inolahu." And according to the Rabbanan. How do you know that if you live with a male from behind, you're chayiv for that relation? Bishlam Rashi says, according to Rabbi Simai, 
The S Zachar is referring to males. And it's saying you can't live with them Mishkavei, either from the back or from the front when that's applicable if he's an androgynous. But according to Rabbanon, V.S. Zachar is not talking about the male. V.S. Zachar is talking about the male orifice. So if it's talking about the male orifice, and it's saying by an androgynous, you're only chayiv for living with them from behind. Only through the male orifice. So how do you know if you live with a regular ma- male, you're chayiv in the male orifice? Rabbanan Zachar greater minalahu. Says the Gemara, it says, Mishkave me'isha. What does the Pasuk say? One second, the Bach changes the Gersa here. The gear, correct Gersa should be, Ve'es, Me Ve'es Isha. Let's see what that Pasuk is. We learn it from the word the S Isha. What does that mean? Anyone have insight into that? What does the Gemara mean? The Rabbanon, meaning Rebbe Lezer, where do we learn out to live with a male from behind its Asar? We learn it out from the word the S Isha. I guess the extra word Isha could have just said V'yaz Zachar lo Yisishkav Mishkavei Anyone have? It seems like it's, it seems like it's from the V'S Zachar from the V'S The Bach changes the Lashem from May Isha from May V'S From the extra Bach Oh, from the word V'S. So the Bach is changing it from Me'isha to the word V'S? I see. From the extra Vav in the word V'S. So that includes not only if you live with an androgynous from behind, but if you live with a male from behind. Okay, thank you. Meves. Now the Gemara, according to Rashi, asks on both opinions. How do you know if somebody lives with a woman from behind? One is chayev. Beisha shalikedarka minelhu. Meveisha. That I learned from v'yesachar lo yisishkav mishkavei isha. The word isha is extra. From there we learn if somebody lives with a woman from behind there it's aser. Okay. Not 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 stama woman. If somebody is aser. Right, right. In other words, how do I know that if somebody lives with a woman that, that is an erva to them, that 
that living with them is considered a relation with the woman. Correct. Thank you. Right. Now, Rabbi Lezer holds in the Mishnah that an androgynous is considered a male. So now the Gemara is going to qualify that not regarding everything is every androgynous considered a zachar. Amr of Shizvi, Amr of Chizda, loy lechol Amr of Lezer androgynous zachar ma'al yehu. Not for everything does Rabbi Lezer say an androgynous is a male. Because if that would be the case, then let's say you had an animal that's an androgynous or a bird that's an androgynous, it should be valid for a carbon. But we know regarding kachim, we don't treat an animal that's an androgynous as a male. Shema because if you say that, when it comes to an animal which is hectish, it should be a valid hectish. And we know it's not. And we know how do I know it's not? The the rabbis taught, Hanirva, if someone, Rashi says, we're talking about if you did malika to a bird. Malika is the type of shechita done to kachim, where you, you take your, the, the long fingernail of the kayan and you slit the back of its neck. But the animal has to be an, an appropriate animal. If the animal is anirba, someone, an animal that ha, um, someone had relations with, v'hamuksa, or set aside for avodah Vehanevat, or worshipped as Avadizar, Veho Esnan, or in exchange for a harlot, Umechir, or in exchange for a dog. Esnan, excuse me, is the use for the harlot's fee. Umechir, or exchange for a dog, Vetumtum, or a bird that's, uh, it has a covered, uh, Avar, Vandroigenis. So the halacha is, Metamin begadim abesabliya. This is a very important halacha. That, normally, a nevela, is matame if you carry it. But a nevela of kodshim has a unique status. A nevela, excuse me, a nevela of a kosher bird does not have tumah when you carry it. It only has tumah when you eat it and it transfers tumah through your throat when you swallow the bird. So if you eat a bird, that's a nevela. Then when it's it transfers Tumah through your neck and it's Metame the Begodim you're wearing. So since in these cases the animal is not fit for a carbon, so when you slit its throat and the animal basically became a Nevela because you didn't do Shechita, you did Malika. Malika is only effective if it's uh, a real carbon. If it's not a real carbon, the animal is uh, a Nevela. So the Tanakama says, it's, in this case the animal becomes a Nevela and it's Metame Begadim abes habliya. Rabbi Lazar Omer, no. Tumtum v'androigenes ein metamin begadim abes habliya. A bird that's an androigenes is not metamin begadim abes habliya. Why? Shahayi Rabbi Lazar Omer, Whenever it says a male or a female, ata Whenever the Torah says a male and a female, you exclude a tumtum and an androgynous, because a tumtum and an androgynous are suffix male, suffix female. Now, what that means that when it comes to an animal, Rabbi Lazar is of the opinion. 
Again, Rabbi Lezer says the Tumtum and Androgynus is not Metame Begadim Abe Sabliya. So Rabbi Lezer says that's because whenever it says male and female, it excludes a Tumtum and Androgynus. But by a bird, since it doesn't say male or female, we're not going to exclude a Tumtum and Androgynus. And therefore, it is a valid uh, malika because the tumtum and androgynous are not excluded from birds for kachim. They're only excluded from animals. But the bottom line is, that means Rebbe Lezer agrees to the Tanakama that when it comes to a behema, a tumtum and an androgynous are not a valid male, but they're a suffake. So therefore what the Gemara is saying is that even though Rebbe Lezer holds an androgynous is a male, but regarding Kachim, it is not considered a definite male. Regarding Kachim, it's considered a barrier bifnei atzma. Okay, so we're going to stop here at the two dots. Next week, uh, it should be a regular schedule. And uh, we will uh, be in touch. Have a wonderful night. Shlif gesund. And... Uh, Thanks for coming. Call to everyone. You want to hear a good story? Sure. You've just experienced another Torah class brought to you by TorahAnytime.com.